0: This isn't last minute whatsoever. You'd think we'd make a bigger deal of episode 150, but that's just not our style. So welcome to episode 150 at Mighty White's podcast, as is now traditional, the Simpsons title. Ah, what do you know? Well, I know Watford's soil pH is up around 9.6 and Leeds need it 7 to 8 max. Ah, that's just superstition. Uh, How's things, Casey? (coughs) Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, that's where I am. Uh, If... I mean, KC probably won't be that quick on his mute button. There will be coughs in this. It is not getting edited.
1: Um, Uh, There's only one thing I'm quick with, but we're not talking about that today.
0: You're not my therapist. Very, very, very very true. Um, So other than being ill, how's things?
1: (laughs) Yeah, not bad. on holiday for a couple of weeks now, where I plan to do fuck all, and Leeds are definitely getting uh, six points from the next two. So it'll all be fine.
0: Yeah, God, I wish I wish that I could believe or understand that. Uh, <laughs>
1: I wish I believed the words that I said.
0: Yeah, um, if, we should probably mention this first just because it's the closest one we've got. Uh, the 5th of April was the 22nd anniversary of... 22 years, God, I can't believe that. Uh, Since uh, Chris Loftus and Kevin Spate were murdered in Istanbul. Um, obviously, as with everyone else, we've just pretty much giving us sympathies to their family and friends. And it was just, I actually cannot believe how long ago that was. Um, It's, it's a weird one because I was, we'll have been like, what, 10? Yeah. Uh, It, it was one of the weirdest atmospheres around anything that I can remember being at that second leg. I can't imagine what it must've been like for the people that were there for the first leg.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a very odd, Game the second leg, just and it was in that run of games where you know we played in the league, we played Arsenal and they brought the roses. We played Aston Villa, and and I think and as well as that the second leg, there's just just this run of games where you were there for them, but the, the football didn't matter. Yeah, it, it was a very you know was, you know obviously at Arsenal, the Arsenal players handed out the roses and and they were laid around the pitch and. It was all. It, it was very, especially as a as a kid like we were as well. It you, you don't, I don't think you fully understand the gravity of of what's happened. Like I know, you know what murder is by ten years old, but I, d- I don't think you understand the gravity of, of what it is and and how big of an impact it's had on the, the fan base as a whole. But at the same time, you, you're at these games and you you just know it's it's it it's not the same. It's 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 just a different feeling like like the football just doesn't quite matter.
0: Yeah, I don't think um I don't think anyone our age I don't think it hits us quite as hard as it does people who are a bit older than us. Just for those reasons you don't really get the gravity of things like that but mm. the fact that I, I really I like that the fans every year still make sure that it is a big deal and <laughs> Like, you know, the fans all turning their backs and doing the tribute. It took a little while to get around the stadium. Like, I sit in the East stand-upper, so we can't see the clock. So I didn't realise what minute it was. But luckily, because the South Stand and the Cop went immediately, it only, it only took sort of five, ten seconds for everyone to realise, oh, we must have hit. And I, I didn't see a single person not do it. Even, like, the people that barely stand up, like people who were... Maybe not as physically able as they once were, and things like that. They were up and turning around and facing the other way and holding on to people to keep them up. It was uh, impeccably observed, and it's yeah. I mean, God, in an ideal world, we wouldn't have to do tributes and stuff, but at least it was well observed. The yeah. question out, of, the question out of it though is, should I know that the club did a very nice thing, and you saw it all over Twitter on the actual fifth of April. But should the club have made a bigger deal of it on the day of the Southampton game?
1: Yeah, so, so obviously I wasn't there, so but I did hear that there was, and I, I, again, it, obviously you won't have seen, but I'm guessing we'll have heard. I, I would have expected like a, a you know a minutes applause or something before the game, mm. um, or, or something like that, which which didn't happen. And I don't know. Some people were upset about that. Um, you know, something like that, or even if it's just a tribute video that you play maybe a quarter of an hour before the game and again at half time. So, you know, something like that, I think.
0: Um. Yeah. I, th- I think the minutes of the minutes of before kickoff would have been the right way to go. Hmm. Like, if you do the tribute video 15 minutes before or even at half time, those stands are half empty. Yeah, true. So, I, I think that a minute before and it's so it i assume that there's probably a thing at this stage of maybe wanting to make the big ones be 20 25 30 35 yeah which i can understand but i just think for the amount of and it doesn't take a lot of effort i think you do it every year until the fans stop doing it every year and that might be that might be forever and if it's forever it's forever yeah yeah, it's, it's, Alex- it's one of
1: those things that I think, it, you know, the, the fans are, you know, realistically, we've still got another, well, with yours and my health, about 15 years left going to football, but yeah, um, to that. T- you know, typically, um, you know, people our age could, could feasibly have another 40, 50 years going to, going to mm. games in some capacity and carrying that memory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I say, it, 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 I was very glad that they did the present. You know, they did the the. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. The, ceremony, maybe. Yeah, ceremony was the word I was thinking. I don't know if that made it seem too lighthearted or not, but you know, it was good to see Jesse Marsh and the, and the first team there, and you know, paying pay the respects. And again, I, I feel like that's something that should should happen every yeah. probably every year.
0: Yeah, because that was one thing. I did see a lot of people going, I can't believe the club didn't do anything. And they did do something. Mm. But uh no, I just think it wouldn't have it it wouldn't have made any difference to do a minute's applause in for and it would have been better for all them involved. Like Ali's message does just, just saying that he was at home when he heard and it was a huge shock. And he's proud of the fans for keeping it going and keeping up the memory. Obviously, we will have been at home as well, but it was I remember it really shaking my dad because i suppose to him it was like, it isn't just for a lot of people it is that it really it could have been any of us
1: yeah but, i think i think like like we were saying earlier about the, the people it affects i, I bet it, especially those who once you've kind of started travelling for away games more regularly yeah. and I, I don't even mean europe as such but you you know whether you go into To you know, going abroad to Europe, or if you're just travelling down to Southampton for an away game, it's just this idea of some this terrible thing happening while you are travelling to watch a game of football.
0: Yeah, it's been said about a million things that no one should go to a football game, and not, but it's true. It's football. I I can't actually remember. Was it was it a Bill Shankly quote that football is the most important of the unimportant things? Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's sort of, it's always it things does. like this that make you realise that... It God, doesn't the... matter
1: at all, and it matters absolutely.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: it, it, in no way should should sports ever really be in the news, but w- we make it an important yeah. thing.
0: But then when something like that happens, you, like you said, suddenly the football didn't matter anymore. For Yeah. But I mean, that it was for three or four weeks. And then yeah. it, it comes right back. It's it's a weird thing, but no, it was a uh, it was awful. But I just want wanted to talk about that first because I didn't want time to like flicker by and me to have forgot to mention it or something with us not being on the actual day. Um, there's no way a transition. Uh, Leeds one, Southampton one. Um, where did you end up watching it? Um, uh, hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah i remember where you were for some of this game <laughs>
1: yeah i i didn't really watch much of the game because i couldn't get a stream for love and the money uh in the first half then had to go to um had to go to st jimmy's uh for a for a 4 30 hospital appointment so i listened the part of the game i listened to was it was uh perfectly lined up with james Ward-Prowse's free kick yeah
0: so you were, in terms of actually seeing it properly, it's like the extended highlights at best. Yep. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, I thought Leeds started really well. The um, the first sort of five minutes were really swarming all over and winning ball high up the pitch. None of them were really great chances, but we created a few. The best one, like the Urenta header from a corner, was quite early on, and that was a good chance. Um, but. They had a couple of chances. We had a few. We were definitely on top and we got the goal to go 1-0 up. Rafinha down the right. Ball gets sort of kicked against his hip and looks for all the work. It looked so much like it was going out of play, but the fans sort of stopped. I remember I out loud when the ball ricocheted off him, said, ah, that's unlucky. And then he got there and got the crossing. And obviously, Fraser Forster was just as caught out because uh, he just made a complete mess of it, dropped it at... Allison's feet, who sort of finished it. I mean, he got his foot to it, but he didn't oh, seem yeah, to he, be shooting. He, he
1: pokes it in off the defender, doesn't he? Yeah. I can't remember who the defender was, but yeah, just deflate it. It's the sort of goal you kind of want us to be scoring at times like this. Like, I don't care how ugly it is. It was great to see a goal that came from a player not giving up on a on a loose ball, G- you know, not quite big Sam levels of getting it in the mixer, but you know, put getting the cross in still, and it. You know, it doesn't matter what it goes in off. I'm just happy it went in. And, yeah, and those it, those are the sorts of goals we we need to be getting at the moment.
0: Yeah, and we I really think we were good value for lead. Unfortunately, after that goal, I thought pretty from from basically the the second we scored. To full time, I then thought Southampton were the better side. Um they just it seemed like that Diallo moved into the midfield more, so they had three in there against two. And they just then were able to play the way through. And they just they weren't creating shed loads of chances, but they did have a few like Che Adams had a good one that Melier made a great save from and Dallas cleared. Uh there was also one that Yurente made a really good sort of very similar challenge on the line to a. To like de- deny what would have been an easy tapping. Um they were the better side for the rest of the half. And then at the start of the second half, all the discourse all week, apart from Bob, because you know, fuck off Bob, uh, was about like Melier's positioning and whether he should whether it was terrible. I mean Melier's conceded enough free kicks that I think his positioning probably isn't perfect, but I didn't think he did wrong on this one. I wouldn't no. file it it definitely isn't one he should save. It might be one he maybe could, because he gets there. But it's definitely not one he should serve. Yeah,
1: and I think the issue is when you come up against someone like James Ward-Prowse, I I do think he's got the ability from there to go either side. Yeah, if Melia takes a step across. It's, you know, if he, if like you say, if he takes that step further behind his wall, I think James Ward-Prowse just goes the other way. And, And we all know he can hit them. Like, he's just that good at them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that this is the case for all the ones he doesn't score as well because of, <coughs> because of how good a free kick... I mean, I genuinely think he's probably the best set-piece taker in Europe. And he might be... He, on current form, he might be the best one in the world. I don't watch enough football to be sure of that, but he really he is that good.
1: The new Janino.
0: Yeah, basically. And no, not that one. No, uh, definitely that
1: one. <laughs> I can't remember him taking free kicks, but still.
0: Yeah, now um, the 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 error on the goal isn't even the foul on the edge of the box. They've got him. They've got Kyle Walker Peters free against three leads players to just him out on the touchline, not foul off the halfway line. If he skips by you, that's when you foul him.
1: Yeah, it's the fact we seem to have missed about four attempts to bring him down out wide.
0: Yeah.
1: Where, he, where he's not really causing any problems. And and again, I know Ward prowse could, could put in a decent cross as well. But it's, it's way less dangerous than what we did. It's, it's the fact that when he picks that up, it, what would you say he is? He's on the touchline, what, 40, 45 yards out?
0: He was basically, he was near the halfway line. <laughs>
1: like. Yeah. And he, you know, it's excellent footwork from him. It's terrible from, and, and, you know, I never want to be that person that says,
0: you know, he should be fouling someone, but. Like you've got a foul in there. Yeah, I would say that that they got him three against one, so really they should be winning the ball of him. Mm. But even if he doesn't, if he skips by and you just like Tip leave a leg, leave a leg out, put him down. because of where it is on the pitch and stuff, you might not even get a yellow for that one. It was just it was very naive. Like um Walker Peters on the ball, especially had a really good game. He he did beat his players quite a lot, and he did look. He is clearly more skillful running with the ball than I'd realized, but he's not messy. Hmm. Like, you know, you you shouldn't be letting him beat. I mean, I think that a couple of the times it was the same players again, but it was four or five tackles before he even got into that position. And then when he was stood over that free kick, literally everyone in the stand went, Well, this is a goal. And then it went in, and everyone went, See? It was. It, it I, I, well. J- Jesse Marsh said, "That's what I call a penalty." A James White free kick in that position, and that is what the stand was like. You were looking at it going, "Oh, this is zero point seven eight XG." Uh, <laughs> this is it, <amazing. laughs> like,
1: It's yeah. It's it's that thing, and you know, I I've just got. Um, it's very obvious in the build-up to this, especially when you're listening to the commentary these days. You just you're listening to the sentence. Dan James is the draft excluder, which is then quickly which is then quickly followed by James Ward-Prowse just stroking it in to the top corner like it's nothing.
0: Yeah, because he he can. He's really good, isn't he, James
1: Ward-Prowse? he's far too good for Southampton. Like I I think, even taking away the free kicks, I think he's a very good player.
0: Yeah but um, no one's going to be able to buy him because, didn't, like last summer, when Villa tried to buy him, he signed a new five-year deal, didn't
1: he? I, I
0: mean, they can't afford to
1: sell him either because otherwise you, you have to keep talking about that, Letizia, then. So they need to keep more yeah. crowds around to uh, to distract from that batshit insanity.
0: Yeah. Look, mate, he's, he's just asking questions. <laughs> Makes you think. <sighs> By the way, if, if anyone hasn't listened to the... Uh, was that the end of the Southampton propaganda episode of The Squareball? Yeah. Yeah, you should listen to that. It was very funny. Uh, but was it a fair result? 1-1? One, one.
1: I think so. I, I thought we, like you say, we, I thought we created a few chances, but nothing that you'd have thought, stone, you know, Stone Cold, not Stone Cold, you know. Stone Cold! <laughs> Still thinking about Mania. Um, mm. But, you know, Anything that should have been it, where you go, that has to be a goal. And I thought, outside of Melies save and, and Dallas's recovery, it's pretty much the same for them. Like I, yeah. I think, I think both teams probably you'd have probably felt aggrieved if either one would have come away with a win.
0: Yeah. Not me. Uh, I'd, the...
1: <laughs> I'd have been delighted if Leeds had come away with a win, but yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, the only other thing to talk about really is that there was a couple of penalty shouts on Rodrigo and. Gellhart. The Rodrigo one looked like nothing (sighs) in real time. Uh, The Gellhart one looked like it might have been a penalty. It was one of them where if it had been given, it wouldn't have been overturned.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what
0: I thought. Everyone, when I got back to the pub after the game, all the people who'd watched it on telly, well, stream, because it wasn't on telly, but all the people who'd watched it with TV cameras all said, I don't think it was, and I'd have been fuming if it had been given against us.
1: Yeah, it's, well, I don't think
0: it's one that I can be too mad at It's me. one of
1: those where I'd probably question putting in the shoulder there on the pitch at mm. that time of a game. But yeah, I think I think either way, you'd have probably felt hard done
0: to. Yeah. So came away. Um, Watford had got beaten the early kickoff. Burnley got beaten by Man City, as you'd expect. And then Brentford won four-one at Chelsea, which <laughs> did not see that coming. No, like when like I was looking, at... ten minutes. <laughs> when I was looking at the fixtures before the game, talking to my dad, I said, "Well, there's three of them, so one of them might nick a point." <laughs> no, nope. I mean,
1: unfortunately, the... of all the teams that you'd have thought, well, it's all right if they win. Brentford are probably the one.
0: Yeah, because the the important thing is the teams below us. Uh, obviously, we got to the Sunday and West Ham beat Everton, which was nice. And then, on Wednesday night, Burnley 3, Everton 2. Which, I don't like that that's not a good result for us. Because I love <laughs> that Frank Lampard lost. But it is objectively a bad result for us.
1: Yeah, because they've... They, have they got Norwich this weekend, Burnley?
0: Uh, yeah, Norwich away, I think, if I remember rightly. So, hmm... Um... I'll get well, it was the
1: fixtures. Um,
0: yeah, in t- in terms of those around us this week, Everton at home to Man United at twelve thirty. That Everton are winning that's, that. I, do... that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's a point for Everton. That uh, I... yeah, obviously Watford are playing us, and then on the Sunday, um, yeah, Not- Norwich at home to Burnley. It'd be could, a great do- time. could do we Norwich winning that? It'd be
1: a great time for a pookie party. Yeah. It'd be a great time for them to score like their ninth goal of the season.
0: Yeah, that that Burnley win takes it out of Leeds' hands technically because <coughs> Burnley are six, six points behind with two games in hand and a much better goal difference. But, you know, if, if we win enough games, we'll still be fine because no one down there is going to win like every game.
1: No, there's there's none of the teams down there with particularly great form. So, you know, I know Burnley have got an easier run in, but, you know, you're relying on Watford who haven't won at home in ages.
0: Well, I was going to come on to it. Basically, Watford have lost their last eight home games. Uh, Watford's home record this season is played 14, won two, drawn one, lost 11. Doesn't that sound like a recipe for Leeds to lose? to it's one? it's,
1: it's what I like to call a <laughs> Leeds slump buster. Is yeah. that anytime? Anytime someone just it's it's ever since that Wigan defeat at Ellen Road when you just list yeah. off everything. Just you know they've not scored in nine games. They've not won in thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean that, you know <laughs> they've only t- ever ten had man seven Ligan. players on the pitch away from home. The whole thing yeah. and
0: just like oh, we're getting beaten here, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, 10-man Wigan, they legitimately haven't won an away game for about 15 months or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but no, I I can't see any of the teams, include us in this, because the way our fixtures are are kind of lined up now anyway. Um, But even Burnley, I I can't see them out of nowhere winning four on the bounce or anything like that to... Mm. You know, I, I do feel now for the rest of the season for most teams, apart from Everton, it's probably going to be a win here and a win there, and yeah, uh, there'll and be just... some weeks. There'll be some weeks when Watford are a bit closer to us, and then another week we'll win and, and pull away again.
0: Well, so long as we at some point pull away again. Ali's us again saying <clears> with Burnley's <throat> running, he thinks they're more likely to get above us than Everton. So he, he actually likes that Burnley won. And I will say, Everton's running is difficult.
1: Oh God, it's a. They've got four of the top eight, haven't they? In there, as well as I think there's like Leicester or
0: Leicester's like up as, next. As much as, as much as we immediately thought Everton are getting something against Man United, they've got Man United at home, then Leicester at home. Oh, then they're at Anfield, then they've got Chelsea, then, Leicester then again. away at Leicester, then away at Leicester <laughs> again because of then yeah Then they're away at Watford, which that'll be interesting because that, that's the same night we played Chelsea. Mm. And then home to Brentford, who will probably be on the beach by then. Unfortunately, because I think they'll have enough points. Palace, and then away at Arsenal on the final day. And Arsenal will probably have something to play for.
1: Yeah, um, so. it's um, it's not a fun running. Like I'm sort of glad now. I know that I know the Chelsea game is to get rearranged, but I'm kind of glad that we're getting those three fixtures fairly close together, and then we get Brentford and Brighton. Sort of last two, yeah. Because you know, I, th- I think we spoke about last time, but Brighton are in dreadful form and can't score for love and money. Now, I assume they will score a goal in that time,
0: yeah.
1: Um, Brentford will probably be safe by then. Um, and, and honestly, like, I, I know Pal, I think Palace are actually a decent team, I think they're a decent side, yeah. That,
0: um, but Vieira's done a really good job there,
1: yeah but again i did i just thought it's it, you keep i keep having these little pangs every now and again where i just go gotta be great if we got four points from there from these next two
0: in the position we're in pretty much no matter who you're playing like almost no matter who like unless you had like Norwich and then Watford in a row <coughs> you'd be looking at it going four points is good, like four points from any two games in our situation would be great and, like, you know, as much as we were disappointed to not beat Southampton, and I was disappointed, we'd got seven points from his last three, so I couldn't, couldn't complain. But we just need... That's why Watford's such a big game. Uh, speaking of relegation battles, on Monday night, Leeds' 23s beat Palace under 23s 4-0. Um, Somerville, Hattrick, McKinstry, who uh, got put through by Noan Kenny, who got really grave reviews in midfield. My question is, what's... What's uh, Jimmy Somerville got to do? Um, He's not going to start because he plays in Rafinha's position, but to get some minutes,
1: it's it's a very tough one in this position because I know mm. the the trust that is placed in, especially with Bamford back out again, the, the trust that is going to be placed on James to to be a striker now, mm. and then Harrison and Rafinha on the wings. Um, you know, there will be that little bit thinking, do I trust this nippy, attack-minded winger to to make the best decisions at times when, you know, if we're 1-0 up and, and trying to hold on to a lead? So, you know, someone who it might be a bit more out to impress himself. Someone um, like Some of mean, those te- another
0: one. You know, like, we're on about Rafinha maybe playing up front when if we push it up into a two. Because mm. the thing is, the last couple of games, it has been more 4-2-3-1 than 4-2-2. <coughs> but if, it's a, if it is a two, or we're just leaving someone up the pitch, I think Somerville's one of them who's quite good in that, would be quite good in that, role.
1: Yeah, and I do think the thing with that would be... There is something. As much as I love Jack Harrison, there is something good about having someone with Dan James's pace, breaking from deep for a counter attack that I think is would you know would be beneficial to us. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: You know when the there is still the the Bielsa thought of whether Jack Harrison could ever be the striker. I know clearly Dan James was the preferred option, but there was that period when Jack Harrison was. Well, he's, he could be a left back, he could be a striker.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember he played there against Millwall, didn't he? And though, mm. but he played in there in a few friendlies and a couple of under 23 games to have a look, if I remember rightly. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the 23s that result Texum, three points above the relegation zone, Chelsea are 13th. There's Everton on same points as us, but with a 13 goal, worst goal difference. Uh, Chelsea's game in hand. Like It's looking like Everton are struggling in that as well. Like, Derby are gone, but they still need more results. But there's 14 in the league, so they'll play Did 26. Did you say Derby are gone? Yeah, they're on 15 points at bottom of the league. They're... Yeah. And they were, like, one of the best youth teams in the country before all their finance financial problems. Sorry,
1: I forgot we were talking about the 23s for a second. Then.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's because all the, the good young players are having to play first-team football now.
0: Yeah. So Leeds probably need a couple, like a, a couple more results, and the twenty-three should be okay because it does matter. Doesn't matter nearly as much as the first team does, but it does matter. It is very good for them to be in that division. Uh, and yeah, speaking of staying in a division, <coughs> good thing uh, about video is I can keep stopping talking when it looks like he's going to cough. Uh, Watford away tomorrow, three o'clock. Um, I am working for this one, so yeah. I'm going to be messaging everyone saying, don't ask me to do anything between the hours of 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock.
1: Yeah, um, it's...
0: How terrified
1: it's... are you? Oh, incredibly. Like like, like we said earlier with their record at home, it has Leeds' terrible defeat written all over
0: it because mm.
1: it's London-ish.
0: I would... I. As an uneducated northerner, I would say London team.
1: Yeah. Um, who we don't have the best records against. I I know we've improved in recent times. Um Watford to London is 20 miles. That's London. Yeah. Sadly <laughs> looted now. Yeah. Um who could be replacing them? Yeah. It's, no, it's it's one of those things that Objectively, I know they're not a good team, and they not that we're much better. But you know they've got this new lad Hodgson in the middle playing those through balls.
0: Yeah, that was uh, a hell of a video.
1: Brilliant pass, that <laughs> love it. Must be horrible though when your seventy odd year old manager is the one who's playing passes like that. And you're like, look at this. Yeah. Um, but they do, they do have some attacking talent. Mm. It's if they could defend at all, that they'd be. Solid mid table, yeah. And although the they're table, still, but...
0: although they're still conceding mm. goals, they have got much better defensively since Hodgson came in. Because that's what he does. They're still not good defensively, but they're better than they were. Like it's weird. I look back and I do think that Watford are the worst team I've seen all season in person in the game at Ellen Road. Mm. But you can't take anything from that because it was two managers ago, and when you look at the team, hardly any of them are playing. It's. It's changed completely since then. <laughs> uh, it, it's all
1: over the place because, you know, their last game—you write that off. It was a 2 0 defeat to Liverpool. That was that was going to happen.
0: I watched the first half before I left <laughs> Welling Road, and Watford actually did play quite well. Mm. They created the, some chances on Blake,
1: and they played very well against Arsenal as well. And that was three-two, but then they lost 4 0 to Wolves.
0: Yeah, well, I'm that. guessing they didn't play well.
1: Yeah, they've lost 4-1 to Palace. You know, their their results have been a bit all over the place. It was probably that they lost 2-0 to Brighton, which I assume is the last time they scored a goal. Um, but I'm just looking now, you know, they've got us, Brentford, Man City, Burnley, Palace, Everton, Leicester, Chelsea. I'm so glad when I see these teams playing... Champions League contenders. Yeah. On the last day of the season. I mean, I yeah. think Chelsea'll pretty much have it sewn up anyway, but
0: <laughs> well, not not based on that Brentford game.
1: Well, yeah, true. Um
0: I'm um, gonna say inj- injury wise Marsh in his press conference, Bamford, Roberts, Firpo and Shackleton are still all out, which they'll probably will be for a bit more. Uh Joe Gellart got injured in the twenty threes match, which was annoying, but he should be available. You just think that puts Paired to any chance of him actually starting. He, yeah. He'll be on the bench again. I,
1: I did see a few people were annoyed about that, but it's it's the difficult position of he's been on the bench for us a lot, so he's not played a lot of competitive football. So he's I kind of that.
0: been uh, Shackleton in himself.
1: Yeah, like he does need the minutes, but that, mm. you know that's the unfortunate side of it that then you try and give him the minutes and he picks up a knock. It's it's very much. Very much fits in with, with our MO this season.
0: Yeah. Uh I can say I've got I've got a little note about what they doing. It just says, Watford play four three three. Defence isn't great, full backs are all right, midfield's okay, but the forwards are quite good. Like yeah. it'll probably be Ismail Sal on the right, Emmanuel Dennis off the left, and João Pedro up top, who are all good players. But they've also got Chucho and Andes that can play up front all on either side. And after that, they've got Josh King as well, who's not bad. Like, they, they have got some attacking talent. That is Mila Sarr, if he's on it, is a real worry. Because we're playing so narrow, and if he gets space, he really can He can have much better teams than us. Mm. And as much as I love Stuart Dallas, <clears throat> there were times early in that game where he ended up against Livermento and Livermento just ran past him like he wasn't there. And Sa is probably more dangerous in that situation. Because he... he Against Watford he's not it's not likely to be the fullback running at you, it's gonna be the winger. Mm. And that that matchup of Saar versus Dallas worries me a bit. It ma- it makes me wonder if we should play strike at left back just for his defensive stuff, but I can't see that happening.
1: No. I w- I will say and I, th- I think one thing we didn't really mention was the return of Liam Cooper and
0: Oh yeah, yeah, we I, did I, go I, I have... that. it was excellent.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> I know it's tough to base it on one game, but it did seem to have a, a steadying of the ship somewhat. Yeah. And, and I other think. Than, that...
0: Other than literally just before that goal, where he ran forward, nearly missed the ball, fell over, and like managed to win a tackle with his head in the end. That was his one screw up, and it ended up leading to a goal. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it
1: just does all seem a bit, especially with Yorente who, who I do start to get the feeling, needs someone at the side of him to just go, just just get it and give it to the full-back, yeah. Just, just lay it off. That's fine.
0: I don't think he'd do it, but I, from watching Llorente the last couple of games, I really, I do think I'd play Robin Cock.
1: Yeah. I, he's not the stable, steady head you want at the back in a, in a relegation scrap, is he? Like I, no. I think technically he's a good footballer, but it, it's definitely not
0: Solbamba. But there's one there. Yeah, there's always it's, one there. It was on the I was listening to one of All stats on WePods the other day when there was a on my way to work, and they were saying how it's because he's so proactive, and he is he's going in for everything. So when he does things when he's having a good day, because he's proactive, he looks amazing. Mm. But if he's having a bad day, it makes him look ridiculous. And it's just He it looks
1: like he's charging out for things that he's got no right to go for. And
0: because he often doesn't have a right to go for them. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would like to see Cock in there, but I'm I'm fine with Juente being there. It's just I think for the sake of my health I'd rather see Robin Cock. My worry in this, to be honest, other than other than just Ismail Melissa, which is a big worry. Watford sit really deep. It's a Hodgson team. And I don't know if we can break down a team that plays like that.
1: No, it's all it's always kind of been our Achilles heel under even under Bielsa when they it kind of became the the default plan, didn't it, against us in the championship. Sit deep. And just frustrate us. Because we we seem to outside of Hernandez coming up with a bit of magic, as, as good as we were at all the, the, the routines that, that Bielsa worked on, we never seemed to have that, that spark of magic that would unlock a defence almost. Um, yeah. Well, that, if, if, you, again, s- if it, you
0: sat narrow and deep against Bielsa, you just force us wide. And if you make us close...
1: Yeah, unless we actually got to the byline and sort of pulled it back. Yeah. We, we weren't at our best. Now you know, with us playing with two two attacking players a bit further forward, maybe there's some luck to be had there for us. You know, I don't get Danny Rose won't be playing next. I, don't know, I don't know he's kind of dropped down the peck. You know, well, the,
0: they've, they've watched him and realized because oh. him at Ellen Road was one of the worst performance, one of worst individual performances I've seen in a while. He was, I, I, I would, he looked would, like would, a pub footballer.
1: Um, for me, it was truce to Kong who I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how he's a Premier League player.
0: yeah,
1: um, And doesn't seem to be now.
0: No, it's usually Cabacelli and one other, uh, isn't it, now?
1: So, um, I don't I can't imagine there's going to be too many surprises. I, th- I think the question is probably at this point is, does, does Philip start?
0: I think this one he does. I thought he might do the last one, to be honest, but I think he does mm. this time. My thing is, it's whether he comes in for click off or for sure. Or does he? Do he more come in
1: four three three?
0: No, does he come in for one of James or Harrison, and does Click play off Rodrigo? Mm. Like because I... it's more for because it's been more four two three one than it is four two two two. You could play Click as the ten. I don't think I'd do that, but it is an option.
1: No, I, th- I think the one thing you lose doing that is I don't think you've got the mobility. Now, as as much as I like click, I I just don't think he's he's mobile enough to be playing in those areas. I think at this point, he's probably better playing close to the halfway line and with with most of the game, you know, happening in front of him, and ideally arriving late in the box to smash one over the bar.
0: Yeah, I am. To be honest, my main thing isn't even click. I don't want to move Rodrigo. I think over the last four games, he's been his best player.
1: Yeah, I, I do think he he's showing the effect of a feeling more valued in the squad, which again, again, there was the talk of him sort of being brought into this leadership group, which, which makes all the sense in the world. If you're a Spanish international in your thirties and you're not considered sort of part of the leadership group. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think part of that is, is him feeling more valued now, maybe a bit more attached to the club again. Um, but yeah, it, it's been good to see him have a bit of a resurgence in this time, and I'm absolutely gutted that we didn't get more of him and Bamford together. Because yeah. when, whenever they've played together, I've always, I've always liked it, and I know I always refer back to uh, Villa away last season when Bamford got his hat trick. But I thought their link up play at times was brilliant, and that's sort of just their understanding.
0: Yeah, that um, would that would be ideal. So, it, but we can't have nice things. No, we cannot have nice things. Um, so Melly angle Ailing Juventus, Cooper Dallas, Phillips and Click. I think so. Phillips and then Rafinha right, Harrison left, Rodrigo middle, Dan James up top. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if it isn't that. Although you know it's Leeds, there's time for four injuries yet. Um, so yeah, just um, predictions. I, I, You know what I'm going to do straight away? We haven't lost one since we started doing it. We'll lose 2-0. Um, I'm,
1: I'm going to go out of nowhere, a 3-1
0: win. 3-1. Well, God, I hope you're right, because it would be... It would be massive if we could win this. Like, I know that I've, it's been said a lot. At this stage, all the games are big. But you win that... I mean... I'm not. I don't actually think there's any real chance of them going down. But like, who have Newcastle got at the weekend?
1: Uh, Newcastle have. Uh, they've got Wolves tonight.
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's in like twenty minutes. That's it, Yeah. Like I mean, you know, we although Newcastle have a game in hand, it we suddenly ended up with back to only being one point behind them. I will say
1: as well, just looking at their running Newcastle's last four games, Liverpool. At home, Man City away, Arsenal at home, Burnley away on the last day.
0: God, you would not want to go to Burnley on last day.
1: It's it's a horrible run of four fixtures.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I know
1: we're that... probably going to have a, a, that horrible run of three, but yeah. having that leading up to Burnley away on the last day, it's it, it could be a bit nerve-wracking for them.
0: That explains a lot of it, then, because I've been wondering why Newcastle fans are still as worried as they are, mm. and that's probably why. But I mean, they're not as it goes. I think, but I think they'll have enough points by then anyway. So I think it'll be fine. But for them, but I just, I would love. I mean, I want everyone to lose. Like I want Brentford to keep losing. I want Brighton to keep losing. Just everyone all, down when there when they
1: play each other. I want them both to lose.
0: Yeah, if we could just, it's not. I want points, but I also want there to be a couple more teams in between. It just gives more opportunity for us. It is about what we do.
1: But yeah. I'd like
0: it's like playing poker. I want us to have a couple of outs on the river.
1: <laughs> I mean, depending on how tonight's result goes, and and how we do tomorrow, we could jump ahead of Newcastle.
0: Yeah, yeah, they be. are
1: only a point ahead of us. They've yeah, lost if... three. In a, they've lost three in a row now as well. I know. Um, and the you know one of the best strikers to ever come out of Mexico, Ralph Jimenez, the the hero that he is, uh, should be you know he'll be back. So I'm hoping he's going to make a triumphant return. Yeah. Um, and then
0: lay down forever. Yeah. I
1: did see some. You know what? I really it. hope Bulls get one 0 in front and shit house their way for 70 minutes to a 1 0 win.
0: I did and I see think it's something an earlier. Excellent tactic. Say I saw someone earlier saying that uh, Wolves v. Newcastle, there's going to be 40 minutes of players laying on the floor. Oh God. <laughs> uh I'll just finish with Ali as messages saying he's also said 3 1 win. Cooper and Phillips being back is huge. Inconsistent finishing is a worry. Thing is, I don't think our finishing is inconsistent. I just think it's bad. Yeah. It, <laughs> That's um, what but, happens when you have Dan James up front, who is a bad finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like football manager terms, his finishing is sort of eleven and twelve and his oh,
0: no Oh no,
1: I think it's the composure that gets him. I think I think his finishing is incredibly average. It's, it's not Nacho Novo, you know, he's not rocking up with a two. But uh, you know, I feel his, his finishing's around there, but his composure's about six.
0: I think his composure's about... I don't think I've ever seen a less composed footballer in front of the goal. Oh, Compared to their talent level. Yeah, all right, yeah. Because right. I've seen people... Wh- like, Caleb Ekuban looked really... Like, he didn't have any composure, but he also was... He also just looked worse. Manchero, he's then scored hat-tricks in the Europa League since then. Hey, we all liked Ekuban
1: for a time, just because he was a really he hard worked work. Hard.
0: <laughs> he worked really hard. But
1: it just got to the point where I think there was I think he missed a sitter at Barnsley and I think it got to the point where like, all right, bollocks to this.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I saw worried. a few, I've seen a few people saying it that if he'd have come in the next summer, Bielsa might have really made him into something. <laughs>
1: oh god. Oh I imagine. Yeah, we never signed Bamford. It's all based around Caleb van's pressing.
0: Yeah, it could have been a very, very different time. But yeah, uh, that will do us because um I have to Briefly go back to work, uh, so um, I, I have
1: to lay down and die.
0: Oh well, I'm sure you'll be. I'm sure you'll feel fine by tomorrow, because
1: oh, there's, to there's nothing
0: to stress. There's nothing to stress you out or make you feel bad tomorrow.
1: Yeah, so, I, just, I just I need to curl up in a ball now for about twelve hours. Yeah, and then get up and coach.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot you've got to do that in the morning as well. Right so yeah, that'll do for episode hundred and fifty. God, I hope we win. I just really, really hope we win. So I've been Jack, see ya.
1: I've been Casey, have a good one.